Listen, God is good. And he's for you. I don't want you to ever forget that. God is for you. It doesn't matter what goes on. Dr. Loyo's testimonies are just a, a snippet of what he could say. God is for you. And I want, I want you to leave here with that understanding that God is for me. Not, uh, yeah, God is for them. He's for you. In, in, in my, the scriptures that I was using today in uh, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 26, and this is the, the third time I've been sharing on that, and I'm about verse 3. Here, the Apostle Paul uses three illustrations in his, his uh, uh, admonition and, ta- and talk to Timothy. He uses three illustrations to support his command to Timothy. He's telling Timothy that he needs to have a particular conduct as a believer and that he should, uh, that Timothy needs to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. He wants him to be strong. And then he also says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So Paul is telling uh, the church, uh, that is Timothy, but the Corinthians and also us to be strong. What he's saying is God is not shielding us so much from crazy stuff, but he shields us through it. And he wants you to understand that. And so uh, the, the apostle is using these three illustrations uh, to show us how to live. And uh, it supports what he is saying to Timothy. He uses the, uh, the example or the illustration of a good soldier, a disciplined athlete, and a hard-working farmer. So you, those are three uh, examples that you can follow. A good soldier that says, yes, sir. And gets the job done. So when God talks to you, you don't try to negotiate with God. God tells you to do something. Don't say, well, Lord, if you explain it to me, I'll do it. You do it because God said it. And, uh, and learn how to obey the Lord without questioning. I told the church this morning that in the Army, we had graduated from the university, many of us in, in the company that I was in, in the, in, in the military. And I heard, we overheard the, the, uh, the drill sergeants having a little little time, a little conference one day, and they said, these boys are harder. They're a lot harder as young boys. To, to, they were, we were harder to lead because we all, almost all of us were university trained, and we were always taught in university to ask why. You, you ask questions. And so the sergeant said, do such that we go, well, well, why are we doing that, sergeant? And he said, because I said, so boy, get down and give me 25 push-ups. You know, that was how it was. And, and so they, they, they inculcated discipline in us. And, uh, and so they, made, they, they brought us to a place where we said, yes, Sergeant. Yes, you drill Sergeant. He said, he said boy, do you think, do you think I, I can make you run around this city or, or this fort? Yes, you drill Sergeant. Do you think I will? Yes, you drill Sergeant. Uh, give me 100 push-ups. Do you, do you believe I, can, I got the right to do it? Yes, you drill Sergeant. Give me 100 push-ups. We sure try it. They, they broke us down to where we would obey. God doesn't treat us like that, but God wants us to obey right away. Now, he will allow difficulty in your life till you learn to obey and be a disciplined soldier because on the battlefield, you don't have time to explain to everybody what's going on. There must be built up trust. And then he talks about the, the uh, disciplined athlete. And I was giving some examples this morning, but I've seen uh, disciplined athletes. I was watching just a little bit, not here, just here and there. I would come and go while the television was on. 
when uh, North Carolina and Duke were playing against each other. And some of you probably watched the whole thing. But every time I would come in, it would only be maybe two, one, two, three points difference. And at one time, one team would be ahead, the other would be ahead. They, they didn't just accidentally become good. They worked hard at it. And, uh, and so what Paul is saying to Timothy, I want you to work like a disciplined athlete, and, and I want you to follow the rules. You know, that is the rules of, of getting in shape, the rules of, dif, uh, of discipline, uh, being temperate in everything. This is what Paul was saying to him. And so I just wanted to read a, a little bit to you and, uh, and just show you sort of the, the heart of Paul, which is the heart that God wants to embed in each one of us. I would say that we are sometimes more in intent and in, in intense and intent on learning the rules of engagement concerning the world sphere than we are the kingdom. We have we have people, it seems to me, that are more faithful to doing secular things that are pretty good things. They're not bad things, but more intent on getting that right than they are in really being the best Christian they could be. I said to the first services I read Friday when our dear brother J.R. went to be with the Lord and uh, J.R. Uh, Fields after 102 years, I read Dr. Benebo's um, text that, and this, this just stands out, that Papa Fields' life demonstrated that to all of us that the Christian life is livable. I mean, those, those words are just, they're going to be immortal words. <laughs> they, it, that it is livable. And what God wants all us to, us to understand, even though you go through all of those terrible difficulties of betrayal and deceit right under your nose while you're basically feeding somebody's family and they're stealing from you all the time and trying to do you harm, and yet you come out saying, God is good. That's what God wants from you. That's what God wants from you. He doesn't want retaliation. Paul taught us, he said, uh, that do everything in love, with love. And this is what Paul is saying. Paul is going to be talking about how uh, some of us need to be disciplined believers. We need to be disciplined. Paul talks about that. It's in my sermon, you know. But we need to be disciplined. It's not when God, when you're disqualified, God is... Some, some people God is going to disqualify because basically they never were a part of it. He said, go on, leave, leave. But his kids, some of us aren't very faithful. Some of us just do all kinds of stuff, but we're still his kids. You know, if you've got a big enough family, you've got some kids who are real good, some pretty good, and some, wow. <laughs> you just wonder about them, right? But they're all your kids. And the Lord has some of those too. He has some wow kids. You know, God's this good to you and you're doing that? Wow. And so, but still they're his kids. Now he's going to save them, but Paul told us that they, that is by fire. But there are some people who are pretending to be God's kids. He's going to just remove them. So Paul is saying to Timothy in verse 3, You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And then he says, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Now, we have to really get that down. No one who uh, engaged in warfare. Uh, Christian spiritual warfare is really needed today, but not the crazy stuff. 
We, we've heard a lot of the crazy stuff. We went through it years ago, and especially in the 70s and early 80s. But now he says, you don't get entangled or embroiled in the stuff that's going on around the, the, the state, around the, the county, around the nation, or around the world. You don't get involved in all the mess. That was a timid, amen. Uh, I like that one better. So he says, he says, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. But why don't you do that? That he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. So Paul wants us to grasp that. And um, let me go to the next one, verse 5. Is this is the rules of engagement of the athlete. When I see good athletes, you know, they didn't get that way. Some people say, oh, they're just talented. Yeah, but they worked on it. And so you don't just, you know, you're not born one day uh, able to put a, a ball like this in a basket that's 30 feet away, you know, 50% of the time. And one young man was, before warming up, he made over 100 in a row from maybe 20 feet away. 100 in a row? You don't get that. You get that by discipline. And these athletes, uh, we, we like to see them do whatever they do. These athletes don't get there just twiddling their fingers. And Christians will not get to that place where they are exemplary, living a, an exemplary life, an example life, by just being lazy. So he's saying to us, go through things. You know, don't complain. Go through, go through. The psalmist says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I didn't go to the valley to stay. I went to go through this thing. So I go through the valley of shadows. I go through the valley of death. He says, and I don't fear any evil. Why? Because I've learned that God is with me even in my bad times, even when I be, I've been betrayed, even when I'm around deceitful people. So this is what God wants us to do. The Christian life is a wilderness experience. There are all kinds of scary stuff there, but he says, I will be with you till the end. Doesn't matter what you're going through, he's with you till the end. And so then he says in verse 5, and also if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. So, so some people get disqualified. You've seen people get disqualified uh, in, the, in, in watching sports or watching the Olympics. Maybe they foul, uh, foul somebody at a harsh foul. I saw some guy fouled and the referee, they're out of here, they argue with the ref referee. And everybody's saying, well, I don't think he meant to do it. Well, it wasn't done to you. So, so you get your, you have to follow the rules. And so what God wants us to do in this time when you can find an opinion for free wherever you go, you know, they, they don't cost you anything. People want to get, people who don't even know the subject matter have an opinion about it. So what you as a believer must do is to stay focused, focused on Jesus Christ. Okay. So let me just end with, with that, just end with that today, just to give you a few words of encouragement. Let us focus on Jesus Christ and Jesus alone. There are good things in the world. If I see somebody broken down on the side of the road, I'm going to stop and try to help them. You know, and even at the risk of our own lives, if somebody stopped at a stop sign or a red light rather, and, and uh, the light turns green and green and green and green, I don't blow anymore. Uh, why? Because we live in a crazy world. I don't blow anymore. I, 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 if I look and I see it's a woman, I may toot my horn. No, I don't blow anymore. 
I'm careful. I'm careful. And we want to live a careful life, but not a, a scared life. And let's love Jesus and do what he says. And in this time where we have a despot or in Russia named Vladimir Putin murdering and killing innocent people, just destroying people, don't say anything positive in my hearing about it unless you say, Pastor, let's, he's got a problem. We want to help him, but let's first stop him. Let's shut him down. And so my prayer is to shut him down so he doesn't continue to do that. And all the unknown despots around the world, I'm praying the same thing. Even though I don't know them, Lord, let righteousness prevail. Let righteousness prevail. Amen.